Well, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Now listen, the cruise is just about to start. Let me fill you in on a few details if you've never been here before. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that we help you grow closer to Jesus every day. Now, you might be wondering why it's called Biblical Chili. You see, around this table, we have people from all walks of life. Different histories, backgrounds, different futures, even different religious views. But even with all these differences, that shouldn't hinder us from carrying on a conversation. And you stepped in at a good time, too. Because the Chili Crew is walking through the Bible from cover to cover. And right now, they're in the book of Exodus. Moses talking to a burning bush. Plagues. Exodus out of slavery. And the Ten Commandments. Woo! This gives me the was just thinking about it. Next, this whole next several uh, chapters, uh, just so everybody kind of understands what's going on, is this is Moses expanding on several laws that were kind of, uh, I don't want to say in question, but kind of expanding. They gain a better civil order within the tribe of Israel. So, because mind you, at this time, they're just, what? They're just a bunch of tents in the wilderness with a couple million people walking around the wilderness. They had to have some kind of civil law, civil order in place. Moses was was kind of trying to give a little bit of a uh, more succinct, more in-depth understanding of how they, as Israel, as God's people, mind you, up to this point, they've multiple times, they have agreed to God. They, they would, you know, God would say, hey, I want you to do this, this, this. Do you agree? And they would say, all the things that you have said we will do. So up to this point, they've agreed to be God's people. Everybody has. This is just going more into depth of how Israel as a people should conduct themselves. So this is Exodus chapter 21, starting with verse 1. Now these are the judgments which you shall set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, you shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free and pay nothing. If he comes in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he comes in married, then he shall go out with him. If his master has given him a wife and she has borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her child shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself. But if the servant plainly says, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. Verse 6, then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door of the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awe, and he shall serve him forever. What this is talking about is it was just a Hebrew servant. Okay? But what, he's, what they're saying here is when, when it comes to Hebrew servants, most of the time, like I, I, I dare say almost every time, the Hebrew servant was a servant because, you, like, like Sully, I owed you money, mm-hmm. and so therefore I would, you know, but I didn't pay you back in time, right? right. So I would say, you know what, I'm a young man, I'm, I'm, I'm 22 years old, I wish I was 22. So I, I'm going to work for Sully until, number one, until I pay my debt off or until six years is up. Let's say the debt's so massive that I have to literally work six years of my life with you. Mm-hmm. But... Let's say Sully is such a good master. So I'm an, I'm an employee. By the way, this, this servant-master servant, servant master relationship, it's more, I mean, analogous today. Could I, could I say employee? Does that sound 
cleaner compared to what what servant is what most people think servant is right so if i if i worked for you though then that would mean that i owed you debt and i, I would be employed by you so you'd be like hey justin go pick the field right go go you know take out the grain or, or harvest the field or go plant the field or whatever but then in the in the sixth year i'd leave but this whole thing with like the wife and the servant and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was fair, you know, if you came in with a wife, then you leave with a wife. Da, 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 da. But if I if I give you a wife, so like let's say, Sully, me and you, me and you became really good friends, where you know I'm I'm a really good employee of yours, and I end up marrying your daughter. You say, yeah, I'll give I'll give you the daughter, right? But I could leave out out of that, and I would not have been given in in a proper marital situation because technically i was a hebrew servant marrying your daughter but what i was actually thinking is the fact that like it's not even like the daughter because the servant actually has to have some kind of thing to give to the master and i know it was like kind of especially during this time period it was i have a hog you want to marry my dog? Right, and I yeah. think that's why, though, is because right. you couldn't give a dowry. Or I couldn't. Like, if, if right. I was your servant, I couldn't give a dowry because I'm indebted to you. Right. I'm working for you. That last part, I think, is what really, really, really hits this home is he says, okay, if, but if I say I love my master, you know, I love my wife, I love my children, I, I love my master so much, like, Sully was such a good guy to work for, that I want to be, if I could say, a slaved to him my entire life. I, I desire to be with him and my family more than I desire my freedom. I was going to go with the word indebted. It sounds a little nicer. Indebted? Indebted. But yeah, isn't he working out of debt? Isn't that the point in this? Yeah, thing? yeah but you're still in debt because then you're actually putting yourself into permanent debt. Kennedy L. Indebted to that person. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're connecting yourself. Right, right. right. But... So, and okay. then also, I like the fact that you pierce the ear. So pretty much you put an earring in. Yep. So that's your mark for you to be a slave that's indebted to somebody else. I'm like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. But this is this is not, though, I think the most unique thing about this is it is not a slavery by by by, by proxy or by um, by force or anything. This is a... I am willingly connecting myself to your family permanently for the rest of my life. Right. Absolutely. I said it's kind of like a try it before you buy it kind of thing. Because you're six years and then you're given a chance to get out. But it sounds like that's the only chance. It's not like, okay, you're making the decision to stay for another seven years and we'll see how it goes. It's a life thing. Yeah. You're talking about the the piercing in the ear awe thing, and yeah, yeah. Who was that? Who had the seven years and had to do seven more? Isn't uh, that Lot? Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. with Lot. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Hold, please. Isaac. Abram and Lot separate. No, it was like twenty or something. Like it was around thirty. Oh, well, that because they, Lot was with Abraham. And Abram. Yeah, ver, uh, chapter 20, 27 is Jacob escaping Esau. Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. So there's 30. I think it was Japheth. <laughs> Japheth. Laban. Laban. Laban, yep. 
Laban, your mother's Jacob brother. Jacob went on his jerky so, and gained. So it was kind of a, a mix between I was just gonna and, say, and Justin's <laughs> answer. Ruben, Lot, Laban. Yeah, Lot, Laban, <laughs> Ruben. Yeah, you know what? The names just all mix eventually. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was it was Laban. Yeah, we, 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 should, we, should, we should read through Genesis one of these days, guys. <laughs> you know, I, I'm guessing if we go back a few episodes, we might hit that up, right? <laughs> So that's one thing we want to look at here is God knew that there was an alternative, that there was going to be people who had to serve others because of debt. Whether you paid off your debt or not within the, within the first six years, your seventh year, you're, you're paid off debt free. You're scot-free. You, right. You served your time. Right. So that's one symbol right there is no matter how much your debt is, God will deliver you from your debt in one form or another. Uh, Verse seven. If a man sells his daughter to be a female slave, she shall not go out as the male servant, as the male slaves do. If she does not please her master who has betrothed her to himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He shall have no right to sell her to a foreign people since he has dealt deceitfully with her. Ooh, hold on, let's stop there. If the master does not if the master does not who seeks her for himself, he must let her be remained. He has no right to sell to a foreign to any foreign because because he has broken faith with her. Okay, so it's something similar to that. Right. But it was talking about faith, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Uh, I was going to read the NLT version. I, no, me, I don't like new translations now. But um, Go for it. It, it kind of makes sense. I'm going I'm to read from verse 7 to uh, verse 9 here. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. If she does not satisfy her owner, he must allow her to be bought back again. But he is not allowed to sell her to foreigners, since he is the one who broke the contract with her. It just oh. means he's not satisfied. Like, hey, it's it's this product's not working. You, you can have it back. So, like, get a refund, have her back. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of too. But it says that you do not sell her. So it's like. Uh, like if you, well, I mean, not sell her to foreigners. What it's saying is not to foreigners, but to like someone within the land. I don't know if he could sell back to her father or not. Basically, what I'm what I'm understanding through this is that the daughter is serving as cash flow. Right. It, this is the money system. So the daughter is given as a debt. It's and if it if she's not received. It, to the debtors or the, the, the person that is receiving her, if she's not sufficient, then he has to let her go, but the debt still remains. So then it's like, well, I don't, I'm not pleased with her. So the dad has to go back into servitude. You know, he can't just be like, well, I have her, I'm not satisfied with her. So to recoup my expenses, I'll sell her somewhere else. She has to be redeemed, you know, let, let go. Uh, sold back to the dad, you know, per se, because it's still his debt. I don't get that at all. Because it says broke the, he's the one that broke the contract with her, not him. 
Yeah, but so I think the debt is paid. I just think, yeah, I just think he's going to get like a, like if he buys something from, let's say, any store whatsoever, and uh, you know it's past its warranty, and you sell at a yard sale because you don't want it anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but I also feel like it's like. Let's say the fact that she fell down the stairs and now she cannot actually do her job efficiently. Exactly. So now so, she's actually being sold on the market. Not to foreigners, but it's still probably a loophole somewhere. But What's interesting, though, is it sounds like God is trying to uh, prevent misuse of of the woman's her right as as a wife because women back then could have been sold as a concubine and i think this is i think this is god trying to give a, a slight safeguard against that because there's like these stipulations because mine mine says redeemed and if somebody's redeemed that that that's like a to, yeah, I mean, that's basically, that's what redeemed is, is it? I mean, and if you guys didn't hear Sully, he said, uh, a get out of jail free card type of thing. Because if you're redeemed, like if, if I owed the government X amount of dollars, but then I go in there and the judge said, you're being redeemed, that, that's, that's, that means someone else has paid my debt or it's already been covered or it's, it's no longer valid, correct? That's another thing we got to figure out is what does it mean to be a slave right here? Uh, if you're a slave and you're not a concubine or you're not whatever legal term of wifehood, that would be some form of adultery, would it not? I was going to go with more of the fact that it's like a uh, servant because you brought up the word servant. To me, it actually sounds like the handmaiden or even the cook and also the preparer of that time period. That's more where I was going with it. Yeah, it's it's not only not to get away from the dark side of this like kind of ideal because some of this sounds like sex slavery, and I just kind of wanted to get away from that. Well, and that's that's right. what I'm saying if, is is it sounds like these type of laws are trying to protect them, right? Because it sounds like it's trying to say, okay, I I give you my daughter because I have a debt, but let's say both of my legs are broke, so I can't work for you. So instead, my daughter's going to work for you for a year or two or something. But instead, they got, the guy's like, okay, she's, she's, now in my, my, she's now a servant to me, um, but I want to give her to my son. But if he does that, knowingly, it sounds like if, if his son is unfaithful or, or, or if his son, let's say Mary, this last part here says, if, you know, if he marries some, uh, another woman, but she's treated poorly now because, oh, she was just a servant. Well, you know, so that it prevents that concubine um, uh, state, like right. that concubine, like forcing a woman to be a concubine instead of she, because down here at the at verse 11, she, she does not. Um, and if he does not do these, oh no, I'm sorry. Verse 10, if he takes another wife and he shall not diminish her food, her clothing, and her marriage rights and women in marriage rights that was a big deal because that was like like the my wife would be the one that took care of my finances took care of my business sometimes she was when i was not on the property or whatever my wife was the one that if i didn't have you know a, a, another 
servant that I put in charge. My wife was the one that everyone would go to to gain that kind of authority. You know, hey, hey, what should I do with this situation? But I'm just saying it sounds like it's a protection clause in a contract so that people can't find these loopholes to turn them into sex slaves is what it sounds like. Right. So uh, just just to make a dark joke. But uh, is this actually technically the first female rights act? (laughs) Well, I'd like to finish up with verse nine. That'll pretty much answer all the questions because it says, but if the slave's owner arranges for her to marry his son, he may no longer treat her as a slave, but as a daughter. Yes. So there, that should tell you right there that he's not having intimate relations with his slave. Because right. who wants to give a used daughter to a son? Right. And that's what I'm saying is it, it sounds like a protection clause for women, like women's rights. Yeah. Like right. you said. Yeah. Wow. Or, or it's like, well, I'm not really happy with her, but she'd make a good match for my son. No longer <laughs> is she to be viewed as property anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But you well, also think so like I have accepted this. So the debt is free. I'm giving it. I'm giving her to my son. Now I've acquired a daughter. So everybody's happy. Yeah. Right, congratulations. Right. You've been bought into the family. <laughs> I do have to say, though, because like if you put it as the terms that we've actually come up with, like more of a servant and stuff like that, you be begin to build a relationship with those people you actually see constantly that bring you your food get your your clothes do this do that and some of these are going to probably start off at young age because the fact that they don't have anything else so they can go feed the other parts of their family and take care of everything else so some of these actually probably are legitimately going you know what i actually like this one i want to marry her right right yeah and I think I think uh, Moses and God are are, are collaborating together to, to write these type of laws because what did Israel just leave? Slavery, bondage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guarantee this type of stuff happened, not what we just read in, in, in the first section of 21, but what I'm saying is the opposite. I'm sure that they were abused. I'm sure their daughters were taken away. I, I'm sure their sons were treated poorly. I'm just saying like, these type of bad things happen, and I think God was really trying to engage with them in a manner that they, they would say, you know, God's saying, listen, just because it happened to you, you're not going to continue this legacy of, of, of slavery and servitude to your servants. You're going to treat them like human beings here, you know. Okay, so uh, verse 12. He who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. However, if he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place where he may flee. So is this like like the difference between premeditated murder in verse 12 and then like accidental? I'm thinking self-defense. Right. Yeah, so self-defense or an accident. Okay. And as well as combat. Or, self-defense yep. and combat. Okay. So I will appoint a place where he may flee. Okay. Uh, Verse 14. But if a man acts with premeditation against his neighbor to kill him by treachery, you shall take him from my altar that he may die. 
and he who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Once again, I think I think this is really distinguishing between premeditation and natural instinct. Yeah, like accidental or 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 I was protecting myself or yeah. My question is, does this include assassination, like government regulated assassination? Wow, we went dark real fast. Wow, <laughs> man, yeah. Woo! You ever play that game, Shoots and Ladders? I felt right. like I was on like 87 and I just went down to 13. <sighs> we just landed in the snake pit. Yeah, I'm right. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I okay, so. That, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. I think number 15 there. I think uh, uh, number 15, anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be put to death. This is now hearkening back to the Ten Commandments and saying, yeah. okay. God said, don't do it. And this is what we're going to do to you if you do do it. Right. So, and, and that's a good point, Tom, because let's keep in mind, these are the civil laws based upon the Ten Commandments that they're kind of expanding on here. So, okay, so verse 16, he says, he who kidnaps a man and sells him, or if he is found in his hand, shall surely be put to death. Wow. And he who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Okay, hold on. Yeah? 15. 15. Go back to that one. And he who strikes his father or mother shall be put to no, death. No, 16. Sorry. Oh, okay, so he who kidnaps a man and sells him, or if he is found in his hands, shall surely be put to death. Okay, mine so if he says kidnaps someone, somebody, and yours says he. What? Well, they, they're writing it in the masculine form, but right. that doesn't... That means... Like so, when it says it, kidnaps just, a man, it means a mankind, like okay. person. Like, that's I would like I to gonna... state that that's that that didn't happen to uh, Joseph's brothers when they stole him and sold him into slavery. That did right. not happen. Right. Yeah, but uh, he yeah, also... they didn't die. I can I can picture Joseph somewhere going. Now you make the rule. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> now but, you institute this. Technically, most of his brothers that were actually that did him. He actually locked them up anyways. Oh, so... yeah, that's true. No, they got yeah. it. They got um... it. <laughs> yeah, he got to play around with them a little bit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they got their, they got their comeuppance. Uh, okay, so first... But first... That was... I'm sorry. No, go, ahead. Um, go ahead. That was more of a... That's a forgiveness type thing. Uh, right. You know, note. A forgiveness note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he who curses his mother... Okay, so verse 18. If men contain... Oh, I'm sorry. If men contended with each other and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and he does not die, but is confined to his bed. If he rises again and walks about outside with the staff, then he who struck him shall be acquitted. <laughs> he shall only pay for the loss of his time and shall provide for him to be thoroughly healed. Wow. Affleck. Biblical Affleck. Uh, Biblical, right, right. This is insurance, right. I was going to say compensation. Yeah, That's oh, what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, dude, this seems like a lawsuit. Yeah, compensation. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing. That was the point is if they made this very clear right up front, then it would it would deter a lot of people from just striking out in anger. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, if, if I, if, like, so if they strike somebody, they're going to make sure they do not strike for death, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they just want to have a little brawl going on. Um, a little championship wrestling right, going on. Right, exactly. Like some MMA. Uh, 
I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, forgive me, Lord, for breaking the tent. Hey, I was just going to say, the, uh... we just went <laughs> I think there was one that says, I think there's a difference between joking and... Yeah, thou shalt not lie. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And if a man... And if a man beats his male or female servant with a rod so that he dies under his hand, he shall surely be punished. Notwithstanding, if he remains alive a day or two, he shall not be punished, for he is his property. But that's still, that's another, like, human rights thing. Like, you got, they're really trying to make sure that the pe- they're not, you know, abusively beating their servants here. Uh, I'm sorry, but this that sounds one... like the foundation of that. Um, it won't kill you, but you'll be amazed what you can live through. <laughs> no, that was Aladdin. <laughs> I was thinking it was my childhood, but all right, let's go on. Yeah, let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> if men, okay, wait, here's wrestling. If men fight and hurt a woman with child, ooh, so that she gives birth prematurely, yet no harm follows, he shall surely be punished accordingly as the woman's husband imposes on him. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. If the man fights and hurt, if men fight and hurt a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely yet no harm follows, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband imposes on him? You're reading verse 22, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mine says, and he shall pay as the judges determine. Yeah, I'm not That's done with that says. yet. Yeah, my, oh, the okay. finish, yeah, I was finishing it. It says, and he shall pay as the judges determine. So, but what was that like? The woman's husband imposes on him. So, like, yeah, what? So go ahead. This is still like um, family hierarchy where the, the, the man is the head of the house and, the, you, know, you know, technically like a, a, a wife's owner. The, the child that was born prematurely is going to have hardship in life. And so now he gets to state the damage is done and you have to pay this amount because we're going to go through an un, un, unneeded hardship because oh. of what you did. And then so, the judge is going to say, yes, yes or no, make it so. Okay. Yeah, so you're saying, I agree. yeah. So you're saying if the child was born with like a, a broken arm, or something like that because of what happened, then let's say it was a male child with a broken arm, then obviously that child is going to have a long time healing and they may not be able to work in the field with their family as as well. Well, they didn't have a NICU back then. So, you know, not only if it's premature and it's being forced to be born early, there's a lot more health issues to think of than just broken limbs too. Right, right, if they're not fully developed. Yeah. Okay, so uh, verse 23 then, but if any harm follows, then you shall give life for life. I'm assuming if the child dies, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for hand, foot for a foot, burn for a burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Was it, didn't Jesus say that once? You have heard it said of old, like an eye for an eye, but I say to you, what was that? Turn the other cheek. Yeah. I wonder if Jesus said that because they were abusing this verse. Because this verse, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, tooth, that's specifically, I mean, and and correct me if I'm wrong, this is specifically talking about the damage done to that child, right? Yeah, and I think when Jesus was saying it, it was no longer um, being used as a defense and a deterrent, more so as an aggressive 
like, no, this is what it says to do. So you have wronged me. So now I get to do this to you. So almost, so they, so almost like a lawyer misusing the law. Right. Instead of saying this law is here to prevent this from happening. They are looking at it the other way around. You just wronged me. And now the law says I get to do this to you. Oh, good point. So people are looking for reasons to retaliate. Those find, trying to find those loopholes that, I mean, this really isn't a loophole. It's just misuse. Yeah. Because if you remember the conversation, they were like, well, then how many times should we forgive? You know, because they, you know, even the disciples were coming from the mindset of, well, something's got to happen. There has to be some kind of retribution. So how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Well, they did this kind of stuff many times because they, they were taught like you, I think like you, like you said, from an offensive stance instead of a defensive stance. Cause a lot of what we've read so far is something to protect the weaker or protect the innocent, you know, so far for the most part, verse 26, if a man strikes the eye of his male or or female servant and destroys it, he shall let him go free for the sake of his eye. Whoa. And if he kicks out the tooth of his male or female servant, he shall let him go free for the sake of his tooth. Wow. So So no abusing. Right. So remember that one that we read about the rod? I mean, imagine if they if they struck him in the face or struck him in the head with a rod and damaged their eye. Because I mean, I'm just saying, being struck in even even near the side of the head, you can go blind just by doing that. The jarring can ruin those vessels back there. They're also showing the importance of dental hygiene back then. You know, without the teeth, you won't be able to eat properly. You know, and your teeth and your mouth are a, a direct connection to how healthy you are. That's a very good point. Many people don't think about hygiene back then. They just assume everybody had missing teeth. No, I mean, they still had <laughs> toothbrushes and everything else. There were still actually things that were there, and they used a lot of roots and different things to actually get the plaque and build up. I was going to say, they yeah, chewed on stuff, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Pears are actually a good uh, source of uh, dental hygiene, and uh, roots, like I said earlier, those are all things that they could actually use to actually clean their teeth at that t- point there, in time. There's, there was a, 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 a bush that you could crunch up the leaf, and it was almost like a soap for the teeth. It was like it was a real pulpy type leaf. I did, it was something like in Boy Scouts or something like that I did. Or not, I not think Boy I know Scouts, what you're talking about. I, I can't remember what it was, but it's, it's almost like a soap. Almost. I I mean, it sounds gross, it. but it's just. I leaf. remember being Boy Scouts and being taught how to brush my teeth with charcoal. <laughs> hey, charcoal! Right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, laundry detergent for the longest time was actually charcoal and fats. Oh. Yeah, you rendered huh. it down and you turned it into soap to laundry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's not charcoal from a bag, mind you. That's all you know, filled with like fire. Retarded fuel. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about something from a campfire from Logwood. There's a a piece of coal, boys, with some lighter fluid on it. Chew on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Verse 28. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, then the ox shall surely be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be acquitted. But if the ox tended, tended, tended to thrust, 
with its horn in times past, and it has been made known to his owners, and he has not kept it confined, so that it has killed a man or woman. The ox shall be stoned to death, and its owner shall be put to death. Wow. So if you knew you have like an unruly dog or something, then and he that, bites somebody. That's what I was thinking of. I straight straight away to all the pit bull stories, and it's just like, huh, right, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Could you imagine the rot, the the rot from that bull? They didn't have a bulldozer back then just to be able to go pick it up and throw it to the back forty. Because because that rot would like attract all predators around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not to mention the stench and the bugs. Uh, If there is imposed on him a sum of money, then he shall pay to redeem his life, whatever is imposed on him. Whether it is gored a son or gored a daughter, according to this judgment, it shall be done to him. Wow. So they're putting sons and daughters at, at an equal keel here again. Uh, If the ox gores a male or female servant, he shall give to their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. A lot of people, actually, because wasn't Jesus sold for 30 shekels? He was betrayed, yes. He was betrayed for 30 shekels? He was was betrayed for silver, Joshua was betrayed for silver, and the servant is bought for silver if, well, paid. I guess, 30 shekels of silver. Well, I don't know if Joshua was... Was Joshua bought for 30 shekels of silver? I thought he was. Here we go again. <laughs> Joseph dreams of greatness. Brother. I tell you what, if, I, if anybody ever puts 30 cents in front of me, I'm just going to walk the other way. <laughs> nope. He was bought for 20. He was 20. sold for 20. Okay. Wow. So he was sold for less than the value of a servant. Wow, he's really, really upset right now. Oh, man. <laughs> like, That's why he was so upset. Brothers, you couldn't have sold me for more. Right, and then what was the previous I'm worth more than this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the previous one where the other person actually was put to death or even slaved themselves because they sold him? Right. Like, oh, he got he got the short end of the stick, okay? If he was born just a little bit later. <laughs> the ox shall be stowed to death. Either any way you slice it, though. I don't think this is just only for oxes, though. I think they were just giving the example of oxes. Uh, yeah, it's got to be for other animals. Beast and, yeah, I think this was vicious beast yeah. in general. Any kind of farm equipment, you know, because the, the ox is like the is like the, the the tiller. It's the thing that does all the work. So, if I go out and buy a a uh, what is it? A deer, John? No, that's John a deer. No, John, <laughs> John deer. deer. <laughs> yeah. So if I go out and get me a John Deere and it won't start, can I take a gun and shoot it? <laughs> uh, and if a man opens a pit, or if a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls in, the owner of the pit shall make it good. He shall give money and I'm saying he get, he shall give money to their owner, but the dead animal shall be his. Even trade. <laughs> Are they lighting the Make fire him rue the day he ever dug that hole. <laughs> well, and that's terrible because normally the what do you out there? What do you dig a pit for? Bury something. Wells. Snakes. I was gonna say wells. Oh, 
Yeah, I was gonna say water. That's that's the most common. I remember what uh, remember what Abraham's son well, did. You well, can make a pit for a lot of Abraham things. just dug dug wells for the fun of it. They just right. dug holes everywhere. They're a hole digger. You're looking for gold. You're looking for materials. You're looking for resources. You're setting up traps for bears. Or I know. Whatever lions, tigers. Oh in, in in Genesis, they made holes all over the place, and it was always for a well, for a well, for a well, for a well, for a well. I'm just saying, common practice, I would think, for digging a hole, it's hard digging a hole. So I, I would think it'd be for water, and that'd be terrible if, I mean, think about it, if you dug a hole, because you're supposed to put a ridge around a well, you know, to elevate it so animals don't go in there. But imagine if you had a, somebody's animal fall in it and, literally drowned in your well so now you got to bury it back up yeah that or you got to go down there and get it out and then you still have contaminated water verse uh, 35 if one man's ox hurts another ox so that it dies then they shall sell the live ox and divide the money from it and the dead ox they shall also divide or if it is if it was known that the ox tended to thrust in past times and its owner has not kept it confined, he shall surely pay the ox for ox and the dead animal shall be his own. Okay, so 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 hold on. So it was, it was verse 35. It was, is this if they accidentally come across each other and fight? Yeah, males are, there's, Reasons that a male ox could fight, or any other beast for that matter, meeting ritual rites and all that, or just playing, you're on my territory, get off of it. Okay, so just if if two people's ox happen happen to fight fight each other and one of them dies, they split all the split all the costs for all of them. Right, and also the meat. It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like they split the other one in half. Well, well, no, they said uh, animal for animal. So the one who's died gets the alive one, and the person who did the whose whose animal killed it gets the dead one. No, that's verse thirty-six. Verse thirty-five, it says something different. If a man's ox hurts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and divide the money uh, for it, and they and the dead one they shall also divide. And then thirty six says, or if the ox is you know tending to thrust, if if it's a bad bad ox, and they didn't tell anybody, then they they have the full cost of both of them. Maybe it was an ox. Or they have the full cost of the 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 live one. They split it. <laughs> Wait, it was accident. an oxidant. It was an oxidant. <laughs> In other words, in today's language, it was a vicious dog in the neighborhood that had a reputation of biting people. Not even so much as a reputation, the owners knew about it. But didn't tell anybody. And didn't tell anybody, like they always kept it inside for some reason. And just one day, got out and ran away, and it started killing cats and other dogs. And uh, so they would be at fault. The owners of the vicious dog would be at fault. I'm not a farmer. Let me ask a question. Why on earth would you keep an ox if it's more prone to like vicious, like violent acts? That thing's like it's it's a it's pretty big. This is, you know, their their resources are pr probably pretty finite still. 
And so if they had something unruly like that, they would have to just deal with it because lack of better options. They haven't found their home yet. They've still been meandering around. So wait until the thing's big enough for meat. Yeah. If it wasn't already, yeah. Most doxes that I've ever seen are actually like, they're a couple thousand pounds. Like they're like a thousand to fifteen hundred, depending yeah. on the size yeah. and the breed of them. So I mean, like that's a very large animal just to be like, oh yeah, see that horn? That's sharp. Yeah, don't run into it. I run into this type of situation where people, mainly, honestly, agnostically inclined or atheistically inclined, they have a a very negative view on the Bible and, you know, oh, God was this way and God was that way and the Old Testament God hates women and da-da-da-da-da-da. But right now, there's already, like, we've read several things that put men and women on the same keel. Mm -hmm. If it kills, if if so-and-so kills a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It's the same punishment. You know what I mean? Like it, I'm just saying it, it seems interesting that it was this many thousands of years ago that God himself put this in place. And like what you're saying, Antonio, America has obvi- obviously, you know, moved forward with the same or similar, at least, yeah, uh, type of human our, rights and laws. Yeah, we had our hiccups. We started out with slavery, just like any, any other country. And I don't know what the first original slavery laws were, but uh, eventually we did away with those and we recognize well some people in the united states of america recognize that slavery was just not the way to go right and uh and then we had to work our way up to women's equal rights and i think that i think women probably should have had equal rights from the very beginning and the reason why they didn't i think it was because misunderstanding of the scripture as you said earlier these are more about equal rights than it is about slavery or any other type of uh, segregation. Right. Prejudice like, segregation, yeah. I should say. Yeah, it is. It's it's trying to place that 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 equality across the board, but understanding that there's different positions. Now, I, I'm not trying to go off in a, in a whole different tangent here, but they obviously made a protective type of rules over the women when they were slaves rather than the men. Nope. When the men goes in, they go in, they do their time, they get out. The women, if they go in, they do the time, but this, but this, but this, but this, you know, if, if they took advantage of the woman by making her a wife or doing this or doing that, but it doesn't work out, there's unfaithfulness, then she can leave with, you know, with redemption. I'm just saying it, it gave that equal that equal, um, that equality of chance, but at the same time understood that uh, men and women are, are clearly different in this situation, and they God wanted to give that protective nature, not just for the women, for example, but for both to say, hey, listen, if something happens, we, we need to lay these rules down and, and be very clear on, on what's going to happen here so people aren't abused, you know, right. and, and servants, and like we just said, the servants, they came out of an abusive all of Israel just came out of an abusive relationship with Egypt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I say relationship? Is that a right word for that? All right, I guess I'll end out in a word of prayer here. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you once again for this time. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you for this conversation uh, about uh, what, you, what you've uh, clearly tried to define uh, in your word about bringing protection over, over the weak and, and protection over 
uh, the rules and the organization in this world, Father. We thank you so much for what we've read today, and we also thank you for your Ten Commandments. We pray you'll give us wisdom and understanding about it. We love you and we thank you. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been Justin. This has been Sully. This has been Tom. This has been Antonio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you later. Now listen, just because this is the end of the episode doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. You can find Biblical Chili on almost any social media outlet. And if you're not a big fan of YouTube, just search for Biblical Chili anywhere and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Or just go to BiblicalChili.com. Now until we meet again, remember, be part of the conversation. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you. <laughs>